Win the Day, Episode 50. You're listening to Win the Day with James Whitaker. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Broadcasting from Los Angeles, California. This is the number one podcast to help you win the day every day. Here's your host, James Whitaker. Let's go. Welcome back to Win the Day. And today is a special one. This is Episode 50. Before we dive into all the good stuff for today, I just want to say an enormous thank you for listening to this podcast, watching it on YouTube, and sharing it with friends. Your support means the world to me. And we've got some seriously kick-ass episodes coming up, so if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Together, let's bring more and more positive energy into the world. Because this show is about growth. It's about recognizing that while we might have faced adversity, challenges, and even serious trauma in our past, all that matters is what we decide to do from here. That's why to win the day, we must begin each morning with an acknowledgement that the day, every day, this day, is there to be won. When I'm bringing these guests on the show, who are some of the most accomplished individuals on the planet, I'm trying to hone in on what they've done different. What do they action or discard from their life? How do they respond to failure? How do they create such impactful relationships? So you can learn, and I can learn, and together we can inspire others through our example. That's what I mean by growth. Every day, we get better and better so we can make the world and everyone in it a better place, starting with our spouses, our family, our friends, and those we see the most. But this show is nothing without action. So make sure with every episode, you think about what two or three things you're going to do as a result of what you've learned, to level up in your relationships, in your health, in your business, so the world knows how serious you are about what it is that you want. Because as Napoleon Hill said, and this is one of my favorite all-time quotes, action is the real measure of intelligence. Action is the real measure of intelligence. I want to pause there and let that one just sink in for a moment. Today, in honor of our 50th episode, I'm going to share with you my 12 favorite takeaways from the guests we've had on the show. These are the value bombs that have stood out to me the most and I know will be enormously impactful for you too. And because of this milestone, I've got a special giveaway just for you. So stay tuned for more info on that. The quote for this episode is one I put up at every speech because it's something that gets so much positive feedback. Each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. Each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. It's such an important quote. It's literally the very first slide I put up at every single speech I do. If you can figure that out and turn that into a habit, the rest is easy. In fact, I started saying win the day because I wanted something more succinct from that sentence that I could use for my podcast. And the rest is history. Here we are, 50 episodes in, and you and I are still making the decision to win. Because the alternative, which is slowly losing every day, eroding our progress, and sabotaging our dreams, is not something we can tolerate. We've got one life to live, and we're going to unlock every little particle of potential inside us so our time on this earth is well spent. So are you ready to win? I hope so. And if there's a friend or loved one who needs some help winning the day, share this episode with them right now. In honor of our 50th episode, here are the 12 best tips to win the day every day. Welcome to the Win the Day All-Star Edition.
Tip one, the best way to show you're grateful for something is to take care of it. I've noticed that the word gratitude has become hijacked a bit lately, a bit like the self-love movement. People talk a big gratitude game and post their fancy snaps on Instagram, but what Gabby Reese shared during episode 43 is that the best way to show you're grateful for something is to actually take care of it. That means behind closed doors, when the phone's away, you're looking after the things you're grateful for, whether that's your physical health, your mental health, or the most important people in your life. Here's Gabby. So the other thing I'm doing is I'm practicing. When people talk about gratitude, the best way I can show is like, hey, I'm really grateful for my health is to take care of it. And so that's ultimately what I'm doing. And and the other side of that is it's a level of sanity. I mean, I am a better functioning organism if I can also take care of the physical avatar to the best of my ability. So if, like me, you've been bitten by the gratitude bug, that's awesome. Just make sure you're doing the reps behind the scenes. Those daily reps add up to massive results over time. So that's tip one from Gabby Reese. The best way to show you're grateful for something is to take care of it. Tip two, actively pursue calm so you can thrive in chaos. Actively pursue calm so you can thrive in chaos. If there's one thing the COVID pandemic has emphasized in bold, italic, and underline, it's that the world is shifting faster than ever before. But most importantly, it's going to keep getting faster and faster, as George Chenos reminded us in episode 27. When the COVID pandemic started, there was an entrepreneur in Australia who saw it coming months ahead of, her, uh, months ahead of time, and that was Kerwin Ray. In episode 31, Kerwin came on the show to reveal those insights with us. But what I found most impactful was his emphasis on pursuing calm at all costs. As the world is getting faster, more chaotic, more transactional, more automated, and more digital, we're faced with sensory stimulation like we've never even imagined. And that's an absolute recipe for disaster where our mental health is concerned. Yet Kerwin reminds us that we need to shift away from passive sensory overload and instead shift to more proactively putting ourselves in situations that get us out of our comfort zone in a good way. And if we can do that regularly and train ourselves to be effective and calm in complete chaos, we will be extremely well positioned to benefit from the rapidly changing world, but also insulate ourselves from failure that could be completely demobilizing for most people. Here's what Kerwin had to say. And the more able you are to regulate stress in a healthy way at levels that other people can't will enable you to go further than anyone else can. Because the only difference between, you know, someone who plays here and someone who someone who plays here and someone who plays here is not necessarily their smarts, it's their ability to expose themselves to information, in some cases stress, at a level that they can regulate in a healthy way. That's why not everyone's going to be able to build a multi-billion dollar company because not everyone could, you know, cope with the mental stress of even considering working with those denominations and those values. And that's why you'll always find where your limit is and wherever that limit is will be, you know, you'll be constrained by some level of fear that triggers level of stress. So that's our second tip. Actively pursue calm so you can better thrive in chaos. Tip three, tie your financial goals to your definite major purpose. Tie your financial goals to your definite major purpose. Most people recognize the importance of proper goal setting. I'll include a link to my success plan template in the show notes if you want what I believe is the most effective goal setting system available. 
But when it comes to your financial goals, the secret sauce is how you tie those financial goals into your definite major purpose. Anyone can put $1 million on a goal sheet, but tying it into your definite major purpose, backing it by emotion, and then outlining the steps you need to take to get there and how that will impact the world is going to make it 100 times more likely for you to achieve that goal. In episode 38, personal finance expert Adam Carroll shared this with us. But he was telling me, what he was telling me, I believe, is that I could create whatever environment I wanted to create. I had the ability to manifest my own desires. And so when I read Think and Grow Rich the first time, um, which you are obviously well, well versed in, I realized that the message of definiteness of purpose and of focus attention and i even have i have a, a saying up on my door up here and it says the the definiteness of a purpose for acquiring wealth is necessary for its acquisition and i kept reading that over and over and over again and did you hear that quote in there the definiteness of purpose for acquiring wealth is necessary for its acquisition so powerful remember adam is the guy whose ted talk on playing monopoly with real money with his kids has more than six million views online so if you've got big financial goals, and you should have, because the more resources you have at your disposal, the more you can contribute to the causes you care about most, you need to tie it into a higher purpose or mission that you have for your life. So that's tip three, tie your financial goals to your definite major purpose. Tip four, your past isn't your future. Your past isn't your future. This is such an important point. If we've been brought up in an environment that doesn't reward creativity, growth, or love, we might feel that we're doomed to continue that cycle. Or worse, we might never recognize that a problem even exists because it seems normal to us. But in episode 37, Dr. Sonia Stribling, who's one of the toughest and most resilient people I've ever met, shared this. When you hear me say uh, publicly and in books and wherever that if you didn't come from a wealthy family, let a wealthy family come from you, just because you came from nothing doesn't mean your family has to carry on that tradition. It means you get to create whatever lifestyle that you want. And so it's just been my mantra. I don't want my children to suffer the way I did or the way my mother did and things like that. While at times you might feel that your future is predestined because of the circumstances where you grew up, it's never too late to be what you want to be, lead by example, and inspire future generations to take ownership of their lives. And a goal of flipping the script on generational poverty in your family and turning it to generational wealth might be great financially. We should never forget that the most important things that you can pass on to future generations are the lessons, the relationships, and the attitude to handling adversity. So that's tip four. Your past isn't your future. Tip five, there is no excuse for you to remain mediocre. This might seem harsh, but I've interviewed enough people now who have overcome the most horrific circumstances and seen what they've been able to do with their lives. But more importantly, how grateful they are for that adversity. After all, in some of their deepest pain, they were able to use those experiences as fuel to live a life of compassion, meaning, and impact. Some of those people are Janine Shepard, who I mentioned in chapter one of Thinking Grow Rich, The Legacy. Her story about being a walking paraplegic is incredible. Remember, Janine had qualified for the Olympic Games only to have her athletic dreams and physical being completely destroyed through no fault of her own. 
There's Jim Stovall, who at 18 went totally and permanently blind before going on to write 30 best-selling books and becoming the founder of the Narrative Television Network, which supports people in more than a dozen countries. All of that while being blind. Then there's Todd Love, who became a triple amputee at 18 years old after being blown up by an IED in Afghanistan. Todd views the explosion as a gift and has since completed the Spartan race on numerous occasions to inspire others as to what's possible. Then there's Sonia Stribling, who we just mentioned in the last tip, who was born into a family as the youngest of 12 children to parents who only had a second grade education. At age 15, Sonia gave birth to her first child, and just two years later, at 17 years old, she was raped and left for dead in a field. Sonia is now an internationally regarded female empowerment coach who helps millions of people around the world. And there are too many examples of people like this. Make no mistake, how you respond to adversity when it inevitably strikes is what separates ordinary people from extraordinary achievers. And in episode 30, the number one New York Times bestselling author, Keith Ferrazzi, came on the show and shared a very succinct approach for those who want to become extraordinary. Keith said... There is no excuse for you to remain mediocre. You want to be medi- you want to be extraordinary. You you just you you chart your path. There is no excuse for you to remain mediocre. If you want to be extraordinary, you chart your path. That's it. It's so simple and so empowering. Rather than dwell on our misfortune or people who've wronged us or whatever it might be, we instead need to channel that energy into constructive means so we can create the very circumstances we want. That all starts with a recognition that a better life awaits, irrespective of what has happened to us in the past, followed by a focus on detailed plans to make it happen, then a commitment to seeing it through. So that's tip five. If you want to be extraordinary, chart your path. There is no excuse for you to remain mediocre. Tip six, regardless of what happened yesterday, wake up ready to win today. Like most of these tips, the real growth comes when you can turn them into a habit. That way, when the voice of doubt kicks in, it's quickly overridden by habit and you do what needs to be done. One of the best habits to have is waking up and recognizing today as a clean slate, which means you can leave any drama, any frustration, or any stress in the past where it belongs. And you wake up excited for another opportunity to do exactly what it is that you want to do. In episode 42, ultra-athlete Marcus Smith, who was almost killed after being hit by a vehicle while cycling, shared this. No matter how bad today is, I'll wake up tomorrow and it's a new day and I'm ready to dominate, and you're ready to win the day. And if I can just encourage people that every time you go to bed, when you get up the next day, you've been just gifted this unique opportunity to do amazing things. And you've got a fresh mind, and if you come with it with this great positive mindset, you're going to have an awesome life. And you just rinse and repeat that. And there's a level of peace that you can see in these people. They're at peace with themselves and what has happened to them. And they're even at peace with the people who were responsible for their most brutal pain. But more than peace, they also know exactly who they are, what they're capable of, and how they will inch closer towards their mission. So that's tip six. Regardless of what happened yesterday, wake up ready to win today. Before we get to tip seven, I'll be picking out three lucky people to receive a signed copy of the hardcover version of Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, delivered to wherever you are in the world for free. 
To enter, all you need to do is let me know which of these tips is your favorite. That's it. Easy, right? Let me know which of these tips is your favorite. You can post it either as a comment on the YouTube video for this episode or in a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. And a free hardcover version of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy, which has now been translated into more than six languages, could be headed your way. So think about your favorite tip from this episode and remember to post it on YouTube or in Apple Podcasts. All right, let's get back to our list. Tip seven, always take time for yourself. Always take time for yourself. There's been many moments in my life, too many to name, where I've reached a pretty dark place mentally and felt overwhelmed and frustrated and the negative self-talk got noisier and noisier. Inevitably, in every one of those instances, it was because I either did not know about the daily rituals of success or I'd become so overwhelmed with work that I neglected those daily rituals of success. If we fall out of alignment, that's when those dark feelings emerge. And it's a horrible feeling to find yourself in a situation where you're saying, how did I get here again? And it can be a difficult road to come back from. I'm sure you can relate to exactly what I'm saying. In episode 48, Rob Angel, who is the creator of the world's best-selling board game, Pictionary, mentioned how he actually had to take a leave of absence from his own company, from the whole Pictionary enterprise, because he was totally out of alignment. Here's what Rob had to say. You know, it's a little secret they don't tell you. They tell you in entrepreneurial school, you got to push hard and you got to make sure you're working 24-7 and you've got to, you know, push, push, push. Well, that's what I wound up doing. And about four or five, six years in, uh, I changed my mission from helping the world, you know, giving Pictionary to the world and people having fun to how do I make more money, right? How How do I push this game? And it wasn't burnout. It was complete and total anxiety. I wasn't comfortable with myself. My authentic self had left. And I was so off balance. I was so out of alignment. So make sure you stay in alignment. And the best way to do that is to always have an idea of what success looks like to you in all areas, not just work. And second, to make sure your own cup is full at all times. Because the more you have, the more you have to give. That's tip seven. Always take time for yourself so you can recharge and bring the right energy and focus to what's most important to you. Tip eight, give yourself time to heal. Tip eight, give yourself time to heal. A surprising theme that I noted from most of the people who've come on the show is that a deliberate break has been the springboard to their greatest achievement. In episode 26, Australian entrepreneur Michael Fox shared how he raised more than 30 million US dollars for an exciting business venture that was backed by some of the most established retailers like Nordstrom and venture capital firms in the world. But after losing everything, his business, the $30 million in investor money, 10 years of his life, and even his marriage, Michael took six months off in Europe where he allowed his intellectual curiosity to go where it wanted to go. In that moment of massive internal transition that didn't have any boundaries or time constraints around it like he'd had with the rigorous demands of running his own business, Michael became drawn to one particular topic, which became the foundation for his new mission, to end industrial agriculture. Michael went all in on that mission and in a few short years has created a high-end meat alternative that uses mushrooms, which is now available in more than a thousand supermarkets in multiple countries and has partnered with people like acclaimed chef Heston Blumenthal. Here's what Michael had to say. 
And, and yeah, for me, it was just a great period to have a reset. Like I didn't put any, didn't have to have any pressure to like find a job or work out what I was going to do next. I just knew, okay, these six months, I can focus on being a dad and um, just do whatever I feel like doing. And and that sort of led me to, because I've been, I just ended up reading a lot of books. Uh, and because I've been vegetarian for four and a half years, I just ended up reading more about industrial animal agriculture. There were other areas that I was really passionate about and started exploring too, like community living and some different areas like that. But I just ended up reading reading all these different areas that I was passionate about. And then towards the end of the six months, started thinking about, okay, well, I mean, I'm passionate. There's like two or three areas I'm deeply passionate about. So if you've gone through a very difficult period, make sure you take a defined period of time without any boundaries, constraints, or pressure to allow your intellectual curiosity to go wherever it wants to go. You'll likely find answers to what you want with much more clarity than you've experienced ever before. So that's tip eight, give yourself time to heal. Tip nine, the most important opinion is how you feel about yourself. The most important opinion is how you feel about yourself. All those who do great things have one fundamental attribute, unwavering self-belief. In a world where haters come with the territory and everything we see comes with a like, a share, and a comment button, it's more important than ever to recognize that there's only one opinion that really matters, and that's how we feel about ourselves. In episode 32, a truly unique guy, Kos Mate, came on the show to share his story. Now, Kos was brought up in very difficult circumstances, but finding massive success, only it was on the wrong side of the law. As one of New York's most prominent drug dealers, Kos was earning more than $5 million a year at 21 years of age. Eventually, he was sentenced to a lengthy prison stint, but was able to use his time inside to start a new career as a fitness entrepreneur. Now, during our interview, there was one quote that just stood out to me. I couldn't get out of my mind. Koss said, my mentality was nothing is going to stop me. My mentality was nothing is going to stop me. Even in a prison cell, Koss was going to turn his dream into a reality, and I would never bet against someone with that magnitude of faith in themselves. Here's how Koss described what happened next. And then I started realizing that I was affecting not only like thousands of people that I sold drugs to, but I started, you know, thinking about their families. You know, I started thinking about my family. You know, I started thinking about this web of destruction that I created. And I, I want, I felt so much regret. And I said, I want to give back in some sort of way. And, and so I, I came up with that idea of combating that cell um, after losing 70 pounds in six months and, and helping over 20 inmates who's over a thousand pounds combined. So I started this whole workout program in the prison yard. And I said, this is what I want to come home to do. I want to start a prison style boot camp. And in that cell, I wrote a, a little mini business plan, wrote out my whole 90 day workout plan and, and utilize that time. And I remember enclosing that, that, that huge, those pieces of paper in, in an envelope. And, 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 I, and I said, I was gonna do what I wrote. And I did what I wrote. You know, I, I came home about a year later behind that situation and I did it. I went from to the park, you know, training classes in the park to renting out studios. So, then eventually opening up my first studio and then a gym and then it's just you know started escalating to you know building a online workout platform uh, which i virtually train now thousands of people we, we've trained over fifty thousand people today uh, from all around the world um, 
And we and the most beautiful thing is that we've hired over 40 people coming out of the prison system and none of them have gone back into the system. So if you're faced with an opinion about what you're not capable of, whether it's from a family member, a friend, or a total stranger, remember that those comments are based on their limitations. The most important opinion is how you feel about yourself. So take action on your dreams. That's tip nine. Tip 10, create imagined memories to manifest your ideal outcomes. That might sound a little woo-woo, but what Emily Fletcher shared in episode 29 blew me away. Emily is the world's leader in meditation for high performance, and one of the most valuable takeaways I got from her episode was that the mind doesn't know the difference between imagined memories we create for the future and actual memories from our past. So if you're serious about creating a life you love, we need to consciously remind ourselves of the outcomes we want and have the discipline to remind us of that every day. We literally visualize an important moment, whether it's a client meeting, a keynote presentation, a guest appearance on a podcast, it could be anything, and we play out the entire event in our most optimal state. That way, when it happens in real time, we've already trained our subconscious to deliver at the highest possible level and made sure we're perfectly prepared for that opportunity. Emily uses a combination of meditation and manifestation to reduce the impact of previous trauma while empowering us to get the absolute best result from important events we have coming up in the future. But I found that the combination of meditation and manifesting is so much more powerful than either one alone. Because you could meditate all day, but if you're not clear about what it is that you want, it's very hard for nature to give you the thing. And conversely, you could manifest all day, lining your walls with vision boards, but if you're not meditating and your nervous system is riddled with stress and trauma and limiting beliefs that you can't even see, then again, it's going to be a lot harder for you to achieve your dreams. But when you do them together, you get rid of the stress in your body, you, you peel away these subconscious limiting beliefs and you remind yourself of your dreams every day, twice a day, and things start to show up a lot more quickly. It's one hell of a biohack, yet so few people do it. If now is the time to massively level up with what you're doing, create imagined memories for future events to manifest your ideal outcomes. That's tip 10. Tip 11, help the people who want the help, not the people who need the help. This has been a lesson I learned the hard way. Naively, I thought I could help everyone, and you might have felt or still feel the same way. But if we try to lift people up who don't even want to be lifted, not only are we not going to be able to lift them up, but they'll likely end up pulling us down to their level. In episode 33, mindset expert John Asaraf, who you might recall from the movie The Secret, cut through this like a knife to butter. John said, um, I've, on many occasions, worked harder at helping somebody achieve a goal than they have. Um, but that brings me back to a couple of things that I've discovered over the years. First and foremost, help the people who want the help, not the people who need the help. That's one. Number two, don't be in the convincing business, because if you've got to convince somebody, um, then they're not sold on themselves doing it. Uh, and then number three, is uh, there's nobody that I work with without me asking the question, are you interested or are you committed? And if they tell me they're committed and they're willing to do whatever it takes and be radically honest with themselves and radically honest with what they do or don't do, then I'm willing to help you. Anybody else, I have no interest to invest 
or that's to spend my time, right? I, I want to invest my time in helping people achieve their goals. I don't want to spend my time trying to talk somebody into what they should be doing. And that might seem a little harsh, but it's so true and I'll never forget it. John shared a ton of gold in that episode. So that's tip 11, help the people who want the help, not the people who need the help. And guess what? We made it. Our 12th and final tip, drum roll please. Action is everything. Action is everything. There's a quote we mentioned at the start of this episode from Napoleon Hill, action is the real measure of intelligence. Hill also mentioned it doesn't matter what you know, it matters what you do with what you know. And it's something I mention at the end of every We Are podcast event, because if you've had a lot of uh, exposure to information, what matters is what you do with that. And when Brandon T. Adams came on the show in episode 35, he said this. I, I mean, action is what gets results. The number one thing holding people back is they think about something, they strategize all day, and then a day, an idea is shit unless you actually take action towards it. And that's what I learned in Think You're Rich. It's like, you got to take daily action. Even if it's like one thing you do every day, every single day, just one thing you accomplish, it'll it'll build up compound effect. It'll, it'll slowly build up over time and eventually get you your bigger opportunity. And that's success in a nutshell. Eventually, you have to get your hands dirty. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. You've got to take action. So a question I want you to ask yourself right now is, who do I need to become to succeed in this rapidly changing world? Who do I need to become to succeed in this rapidly changing world? You can even pause this right now and have a think about that. Who do I need to become to succeed in this rapidly changing world? There might be skills you need to get, relationships you have to establish, maybe limiting beliefs you need to overcome. The world is evolving at warp speed, so it's more important than ever to make sure you're clear on who you need to become so you can figure out what action you need to take. So that's our final tip. Take action so you can be or you can be. I hope you've enjoyed those 12 tips to win the day every day. If you wanted to dive into those in more detail, you can check out the full episodes available in video on YouTube and in audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. What was your favorite tip? Let me know in either the comments on the YouTube video or in a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then pick out three lucky people to receive a free signed copy of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy delivered to wherever you are in the world for free. If there's someone in your life who needs some help winning the day, share this episode with them now. They'll thank you for it later, I promise. And to finish, I want to leave you with a quote for today's episode. Each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. Each day, if you do not make the decision to win, you have automatically made the decision to lose. Imprint that on your mind so nothing can knock you off course ever again. That's all for this episode. Remember to get out there and win the day this day. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always.